What's going on, you freaking animals? Thanks for the click. This is the Intelligently Resigned Show. I am your host, Adrian, podcasting to you from the nether regions of the Innertron, and more specifically, beautiful Honolulu, Hawaii. And things have been uh, pretty nice, pretty uneventful here on our happy, nappy little compound. Though, actually, it's been a little bit different since the beginning of this year when my little brother, Christian, moved into our house uh, here with my beautiful wife, Caitlin, and our chunky two-year-old, Ruben. And so, yeah, my 24-year-old little brother is now our roommate. Uh, He is just as skinny and as handsome as I was when I was 24. And so now, I mean, I guess he gets to see what life might be like for him in 10 years. I mean, shit, poor guy. I I mean, I don't know which is worse uh, for me to walk around the house uh, being constantly reminded of what I used to look like and the carefree life that I used to live or for him to see, you know, what he could possibly end up looking like and what his life might be like. I mean, that's that's pretty scary right there. I don't know. So there are five of us. Uh, I am the middle child. Uh, My older brother, Hector, he's five years older than me. Uh, My sister, Nydia, is in between us. And then I got to be the baby for 10 years, for uh, 10 long, hard years. Uh, Because my my mom, she had her tubes tied after she had me. And then I don't know if she was bored or if she didn't learn her lesson or what, because, I mean, I was a fucking hellraiser. But uh, she wanted more, so she had her tubes untied or undone. Or I don't know. I'm sorry to be using so much medical jargon here, but uh, yeah, you get the idea. And then she had my little brother Christian and then our youngest uh, sister Erica. Hi, sissy. Because she knew that she wanted to have uh, two more because she didn't want them to grow up alone. You know, and that was uh, that was a pretty good idea because I feel like they're kind of from a different generation, you know. But we've gotten along great uh, forever, and it was super fun for me uh, as a kid to play with them and stuff. And then when they were teenagers, uh, we could still totally relate because I was just a, you know, young, immature 20-something. And, uh, you know, we would go outside and do fun stuff and go hiking and stuff, and, and they loved it. It was great. They didn't know I was probably high at the time, but, hey, everyone had a good time. Yeah, but now we are definitely in different life stages, uh, but we still get along great, and I love them to death. And so from the beginning, when my little brother Christian moved in, I've been looking forward to living vicariously through him. I mean, I'm going to be busy with my life and stuff, you know, and and every night, you know, I'm I'm super tired by like 7.30, you know, and then do the nighttime routine of uh, dinner and dishes and then, you know, bath and bedtime for Ruben and, you know, ideally before eight. And then uh, I watch a little something on the iPad in bed. And then, I mean, even on weekends, you know, I I, I don't even really want to go out because, you know, I'm just tired. Most nights, even even on weekends, I'd rather just get drunk at home. You know, and maybe, you know, have a little, uh, you know, teeny tiny bit of some, uh, you know, medicinal stuff. I don't know, you know, and then uh, maybe put a little something on the Netflix and then and then just pass out. You know, uh, Netflix is not an official sponsor of the podcast, by the way, but I do love it. But uh, I don't know. I mean, being 34, you know, I, I thought I would still have some energy to want to wanna go out and stuff, you know, but uh, I don't know. I mean, it's not like I'm out meeting broads and stuff, you know, I mean, come on, it's, what the fuck? But, you know, while it's not completely gone, I, I mean, it's waning, you know, I, I still get pumped up to go out with my boys every once in a while, you know. But since he's moved in, I, I've been super excited to see my little bro get settled and meet new people and go out and enjoy Hawaii, you know. And uh, 
Well, by meeting new people, of course, I mean that, you know, he gets to hook up with a bunch of broads and stuff, you know? I mean, shit, what are we talking about here? And I will confess, you know, one of the creepy things that I've done is, uh, you know, tell him to, you know, bring his new friends over, you know, so I can uh, see what's doing. What? Uh, is that creepy? Come on, piss off. I'm a horny dude. Anyway, it's, his presence has brought a little youth and energy to the household, and we've been really happy about our son Ruben having his deal around. And we're going to sit down with him real soon for the podcast and we can get to know him about his old life and his new life and his silly little hopes and dreams and stuff. But, you know, more importantly, how cool of a big brother I was. So that's basically what's been new in my life. And I'll keep you abreast of the situation. And as far as the podcast is concerned, uh, I feel like, you know, I'm getting a little flow going. Uh, I knew it before, but talking into Mike is more challenging than it seems. And this has really confirmed that for me. This has also confirmed that I sound like a total stoner, I don't have a great radio voice, and I'm not that bright or articulate. And so that's why I decided to do a talk show. It's perfect. You know, I, I even feel kind of dumb and vulnerable at times. Uh, but, you know, you're, you're coming along for the ride, and that involves hearing me sound like a total dummy, you know, and, and I'm, uh, I'm going to be sharing all of that with you. And that's part of what this is going to be, you know, uh, me giving you all of my confidence and all of my vulnerabilities. And ideally, you'll hear me get better. Ideally. So, OK, this is going to be a short one because, uh, OK, I don't actually have a guest this week. But basically for this episode, I just want to kind of keep it light and uh, show off a little bit. OK, but I swear I'm not out of guests. OK, I, I got some great shows lined up that I think you guys are really going to dig. But for now, I finished up this song that I'm pretty stoked on and I wanted you to uh, check it out. I don't know. Why not? You know, and uh, let me know what you think. But well, just let me know what you think by like telepathy or something. OK, so before I set this up with my uh douchebag radio DJ voice, which I'm pretty excited about. And I don't want to go like, you know, completely VH1 storytellers on this one, but but here I go. Okay, th this is a song that I recorded uh, just a couple years ago with my buddy Danny because he's an awesome uh, freaking producer, right? And he's, he's also playing bass on this one, and then my buddy Teddy is playing lead guitar, and then I'm singing and uh, playing guitar. And I do want to explain that the lyrics, they're intentionally like pretty cheesy and like cliche love song concepts, you know, but that, that's kind of the idea. And I don't know, I guess I wanted to like pretend that I was like a smooth R&B singer or something, you know. And the title should be an indicator of how cliche it will be. It's called Sweet Dreams, okay? Eh? And we did this a couple years ago, but I just recently laid down the harmonies with my little recorder thingy. And that's what I'm super stoked on. So after hyping it up way too much, uh, I will just highly recommend that you put in both earbuds and crank this bitch up, you know? Oh, and maybe like chug some wine or like smoke something good or do anything to help out, okay? That, that would be great. But uh, I don't know, turn it up. And uh, you know, it is, uh, it's safe for the kids too. You know, I don't say shit or fuck or anything, but uh, ooh, I, well, I might say cunt in the second chorus, but I don't remember, I don't know. Okay, here, let's find out together. Okay, it's five from the top of the hour here on a two for Tuesday here on W-A-N-K. Here's a smooth little ditty by some married drunk dude from the valley in his wife's closet. It's a smooth one for all you lonely ladies out there dreaming of an aging, chubby, Mexican-American man-child here on W-A-N-K. 
A N K. On this morning that I wake up, to find you next to me asleep. I can know that the sunrise will bring all the joy that you bring to me. So now that you just woke up. It's not so nice to 
just a dream Just a dream Oh no Sweet dream Sweet dream Okay, gracias, gracias, thank you, thank you Gracias, gracias, gracias. Sexual chocolate, sexual chocolate. Okay, gonna keep things uh, moving, hot and heated here, and uh, bring in another smooth jam for the ladies. Uh, this one's about the apocalypse. Oh, wait, well, oh, well, I guess, I mean, that is gonna be hot and heated too, so there you go. So this is another song that my buddy Danny produced. It's called Brimstone Monday. It's just about, you know, all things bad, because, I mean, who doesn't hate Mondays, right? And brimstone, or shit. Well, this is just a fun, gritty country song about the apocalypse as if it were to really happen, as explained in the Bible. And, I mean, I guess it's pretty clear, but I do just want to, you know, officially lay my cards out on the table uh, and that I am an atheist. Um, I am a lot of other things, and that's just one of them. It's just one position on one issue, and that is that I do not hold a belief in any gods. And so thinking about the apocalypse actually happening as described uh, only makes me so much happier to know that there are zero good reasons for believing that it actually will. And so therefore, I'm comfortable enough to write a silly song making fun of it because ridiculous claims are and should be subject to ridicule. And to those of you out there thinking right now that I shouldn't be making fun of religious people, well, I'm not. I'm making fun of their ideas. And there is a major difference. I mean, could you imagine if we actually had any good reasons to believe that the hallucinogenic ramblings and doomsday claims made by some dude at the end of the Bible were actually true? That would officially suck. This is some fantastical shite he writes about here, you know? I mean, have you read this shit? I mean, there's like seven-headed dragons and then demons or sword fighting with angels and, then you know, baby Jesus comes back on the back of a six-tittied unicorn and he's shooting flames of awesomeness from his eyes. I mean, holy shit. Okay, well, I mean, it's been a little while since I read it, but you get the idea. You know, I mean, if you haven't read it, you know, do yourself a favor and, well, have somebody else tell you about it. But, uh, you should, well, okay, spoiler alert, Jesus wins at the end, okay? So, but I, actually, it is worth reading just to know about the things that a significant portion of our society think are actually true and actually going to happen. It's, it's freaking scary. And I know I'm being, you know, a little bit snarky about it, uh, but, you know, I mean, I'm trying to find the fine balance here between being irreverent and kind of funny and then uh, compelling and thought-provoking. And, and as you can see, uh, it's a bitch. But I will say this, just regarding the idea of faith. And when I say faith, I'm not talking about hope. Please don't confuse the two. So if we care about truth, as in what is real in this world, then it would be wise to not just take things on faith, uh, because faith is not a useful tool by which to discern truth from non-truth. Uh, faith is the concept that a person must invoke when they don't have evidence or other good reasons to believe something. They basically just choose to believe it. 
Because most times, I'm sure you've noticed that when someone tells you why they believe either, you know, that Jesus resurrected from the dead or that Muhammad ascended into heaven or that Vishnu is God, you know, or that the apocalypse is going to happen, they say it's because of faith. But those are really huge claims to be accepting just on blind faith. So if you believe that Jesus is the, you know, one God creator of the universe and that one day he's going to come back to judge the world and send us all to either heaven or hell. And the reason that you have for believing it is because some guy wrote it down and he said that the God of the universe told him to write it. Then my response to that is, come on, bro. Come on. I mean, I think it's pretty clear to everyone that those are bad reasons for believing something, right? And if you say that you have a better reason, then what is it? And do you apply the same scrutiny to it that you do to every other God claim ever made? So is faith really the best we can do? I say nay. I say, well, hold on a second. I'm going to stand up on my chair here. Just hold on. Here we go. Yeah. All right. Okay. Cue the music. I say nay. My brethren and sistren, I propose we use a more useful tool like applied skepticism, where we can put every claim on the table and weigh out the facts and the evidence for and against that claim, and systematically and objectively assess whether or not a claim is observable, reliable, consistently replicable, and falsifiable. And does it meet the burden of proof beyond reasonable doubt? No blind faith required. And anyone with any intellectual integrity will have no problem subjecting their beliefs to the scrutiny of skeptical critique and inquiry. I say nay. Okay, there. How was that? How was that? Oh, don't answer that. Don't answer that. So, with that in mind, please enjoy. Well, I woke up this bad morning. The sun was burning dark. I pounded in my head. I wished I was dead because the bathroom was too far. I stubbed my toe in the doorway and my TV was gone. All my plants were dead. I was seeing red because someone stole my car. But not till I got outside did I see things had gone wrong. Well, the sky was red, it smelled like the dead, and I knew it wouldn't be long. Till I would hear the trumpets blowing in the sky. Well, the time has come, I've had too much fun, it's a good day to die. So I brace myself, get ready, cause the judgment it grows near. When it's time to face my demons, and all I want is an ice cold beer, but it doesn't Yeah. 
laws can't help you all the same Cause no one will escape A shame no one has known It's like you're at the dance and you shit your pants And you got nowhere to go So brace yourself, get ready Thank you. Gracias. 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 Okay. Uh, now do you want to get saved, motherfuckers? All right. Damn right. All right. Well, that was it for this time. I think you're getting off easy, uh, but that's all right this time. I hope you found that, uh, you know, mildly entertaining, and I hope you come back for more. Uh, please do know that I really do appreciate your time and your support. I, I still can't believe you're listening to this shit. You're so awesome. That, that is so avant-garde of you. I love it. Okay, so now you can uh, go ahead and pull your pants back up, but uh, go tell a friend to tell a friend, and we'll see, uh, you know, if this bitch keeps mutating. It's great. I'm stoked. And so since this is the only one that we have guaranteed, go and try and enjoy the rest of your freaking lives, you animals. I'll talk at you later. Bye.